Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. <laughs> it wasn't that at all. Hey, welcome, everyone. <laughs> welcome to the Simon Says Podcast. We're so excited to be doing the last one of the dang year. Can you believe it's the last one of the year? Uh, this is crazy. Wow. I know. You know, nobody thinks about the, the end of the year except for us. You know, we're, acting like, <laughs> we're acting like, what? We've just discovered this. It's the I'm end of the year. So it's, surprised. It's the 50th Simon Says Podcast. Be sure that you subscribe and like and do all those things. I'm Sean and Charlie and Maddie are over there. Hello. Actually, the, bro, it's only 49. Oh, oh shoot. Man. Well, it's skip. A- just don't do one. Okay. <laughs> okay. You were trying to do that whole 50 at the end of the year thing, and, it, and it's not going to happen. So Sorry. I was trying to read this word that I wrote down in my notes, like something we should talk about on the podcast. And I was yeah. like, tube stone, tob sting, <gasps> tube stone pizza, to be stove. What is this word? Toby Chu, Tammy Fong. I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. And then I realized what it was. It's the story of toasting. You know how we raise a oh, glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. We raise a glass on New Year's, you know, whether it be your champagne jello shot that hasn't fully set up so it's a little <laughs> bit loose. Yeah. Or if it's just some sparkling grape juice, whatever Let's just it stick is. To real champagne. Can we do that? I can't drink that stuff, man. For for a number of reasons. Bobo's <laughs> give me headaches. It gives me a headache. <laughs> And I got banned from drinking champagne. You're not supposed to drink the whole bottle. It's not huh? single serving. <laughs> That's not a one serving for size. You yeah. And one for you. And no. The last time I had any amount of champagne, it was I was in D.C. and I got left because I was not being good. And I, was, <laughs> I was out. Oh, is that the sushi restaurant story? Oh, God, no. Don't even bring that up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he has others. <laughs> wait. The sushi restaurant story is for another time. wait. <laughs> Man. No, but this was the New Year's Eve story. So there was a lot of champagne, and uh, we were at this place. I think it was called Portner's. You remember Portner's up in no, D.C.? I don't. Anyway, we were at Portner's, and the party was in full swing, and apparently so was I. And the next thing you know... 
a portion of my group left. And I was like, hey, where's, where's, and they're like, oh, she left. What? And so I pouted for a minute. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to walk home. Yeah. And it was a long walk home. It always and, is. But it seems like it's just a block. It'll be fine. Oh, no. I was, I was, it was walking under protest, under drunk protest. Yeah. And so I walk and I walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. And I lived in a gated community way out on the edge of Old Town Alexandria. And when I got to the edge of the community there and I saw the gates, I figured, well, this is close enough. And I climbed the gate. And the only reason I know that that's what I did is because I woke up the next morning with ripped pants, yeah, woke course. up, a, woke up across my bed with my shoes on mm-hmm. and, but and, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> did he though? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my last champagne. <sighs> that's funny. New Year's Eve is often a lot of those. Like, I feel like it's not even just the champagne part, but I know I had one where my friends, my friends got married on New Year's Eve and we ended up at another bar after midnight, which was always a bad idea because you can never find, it was back when there was no Uber. It was just like you had to count on the one cab company in Greensboro and just forget it. Like they, and they know it too, because you'd be calling them. They'd be like, yeah, we'll come get you. tomorrow and then i did that reasonable thing of like i'll just walk home Mm -hmm. and i was wearing like a full suit and you know dress shoes and i just looked like the the most dapper hobo because i was (laughs) staggering it's always way further than you think and it's always colder than you think it's gonna be too Mm. so the story of toasting there's a legend going around and maybe you've heard it that toasting originally came about as a way to avoid being poisoned in your drink. Right. That people would raise the glass so they could look for sediment floating around in the bottom of that. Oh, that see, that was it. Because I read it as to get the other person to drink with you. Like, but if your glass has been... You don't trade glasses. No. Don't I? Unless you're the Three <laughs> Stooges and you say, look at that painting over there. Uh, right. Oh, look where? at this. Elvis what? just walked in. Hey. Oh, boy. Wow. Where? Pretty bird. But, but yeah, they said uh, that the legend goes that it was so you could look for sediment in the bottom of a clear glass. That after pouring each person wine, the host would drink a portion, demonstrating that it wasn't poisoned. If the guests trusted the host, they'd drink a glass with the host instead of offering their draft for tasting the clinking or toasting developed into a symbol of honesty, truth, and good health. So they're, they're basically busting the myth that, no, it wasn't. Oh. It was not originally a way to avoid poisoning. That was made up. That's super neat, though, that if you... I, I like to hang out with people that I think might poison me at any second. I think that adds <laughs> a little spice into my life. What if you're like, oh, wait a minute, let me... I, I can't really tell if there's sediment. Just, you know, I'm looking. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm well, just uh, looking at my drink. Well, you guys know. you. I mean, especially you, Charlie. You're a wine person. Some wines do have a little bit of stuff in it. Sure. Yeah. That, what's that called? Tannins? The little bit of yes. stuff that's in there? Mm-hmm. Or if you yeah, get a kom- it can be. A nice kombucha toast. I mean, forget oh, it. There's a whole God. lot of things in there. And if then, you're bad at opening, it could just be some cork. Oh, that, God. That's, that's true, too. <laughs> Um, I just power and, through. 
a Mickey's Big Mouth has a good bit of sediment in it, Ew. and I have no idea what that stuff is. I've never oh, looked in it's there. It's beer. It's terrible, it, no, terrible it's like, beer. It's a no, malt I, ale. I think it's a I know malt it's, liquor. I know it's a malt liquor. I know what the drink is, but what's that stuff floating down in the bottom of it? Why is there sediment in a Mickey's Big Mouth? I, I've no had one it really knows. It, it's many, Mickey. many occasions. Yeah, Mickey's in there. <laughs> There's a little bit of Mickey in every bottle. Ah, thanks, fella. Gross. Speaking of wine, this is crazy. There was a big bust. French police recovered $6 million in stolen wine. These And that $6 million, you think that's got to be like at least a million bottles of wine, right? $6 bottles of wine, right? Right. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, is this French wine? It could be expensive stuff. 900 bottles of wine for $6 million. God. Isn't that crazy? That's insane to me that there's people out there with that much disposable income that they can go to a restaurant and see those bottles of wine. Remember that story about how there was that, that uh, it's like two businessmen got like the most expensive most expensive bottle of wine on the menu mm -hmm. and the waiter opened it and accidentally brought it to this couple <gasps> instead and then they were trying to decide what to do but like oh and the, and the best is that the businessmen I think were drinking another like the other bottle of wine and were like no this is so good like can you really tell or well, is that just a flex wine like, snobs that I know say that you can't tell a difference until you get over six hundred dollars a bottle and but I think they're just flexing you know they don't know. well we will never know <laughs> oh yeah no there's, whether they're telling the truth or not as the Some only way of, I'm gonna find out is if it's an accidental pour that I get because I'm not right. ordering that on purpose Some I have like them, a bottle of wine that someone gave me for my birthday last year that is around $75, 50 to $75 bottle, and I still haven't opened it. I'm like, I'm scared. Listen to this. Some of the ones that were in the heist in the $6 million worth of wine that they recovered were like a Chateau Margaux, mm -hmm. which could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in a single bottle. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Can you imagine, like, like Maddie said, having enough money where you could spend a hundred thousand dollars on a bottle of something that you can't keep you're gonna drink that if no one told you if someone just handed you a glass of wine and did not tell you that it was apothic red for ten dollars or a hundred thousand dollar bottle i really wonder if you would be like oh my god this is heavenly or if you just be like okay good wine but yeah. do you think if you fall in hard times, like, could I walk into a car dealership? Could I, you know, walk into Flo Volkswagen and be like, can I trade you this bottle of wine for this jet over here? No, no, you'd have to, you'd have to fence it somewhere. You'd have to find somebody who knew what they were doing to give you, like, let's say you got a hundred thousand dollar bottle of wine that you got from somewhere. Yeah. Let's say you want it in a sword fight. Right. And, obviously. And yeah, let's say you won it in a sword fight, and the other guy had one eye, and <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on. His dog was barking, and he looked, and when he looked, you won the sword fight, and you won the $100,000 bottle of wine. Let's just say that's how it happened. Yeah, hypothetically, got it. Yeah, and you left through the window with your bottle of wine. Let's just say that's how yes. it all went down. Sure. Was that's, anyone that's wearing pantaloons? They all were. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Duh. So, so then you've got a $100,000 bottle of wine, and you would like to turn your $100,000 bottle of wine into a new Jetta, is what you say, right? Sure. Okay, so. Because <laughs> that's timely so. with my pantaloons. Yeah. So you're, you've got a $100,000 bottle of wine, but really you, nice you need to turn that into money. So you find someone who deals in high-end wine. They're yeah. not going to give you $100,000 for your $100,000 bottle of wine. They're going to say... I will give you 
$20,000 for that bottle of wine, if that'll help you out. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I ran into that a lot with my jewel uh, pawning and th- you know thievery when I was I had robbed that bank and got all those diamonds. Yeah, and then they you know, like I mean these are worth like six million, and the guy's like I'll give you a hundred grand and if I'm that'll like, help you out. I'm like God, <laughs> it Mr. will not help me out. Listen, Mister Zales, come on. <laughs> Although, so, if all you wanted was a Jetta, it would help you out because <laughs> you don't need a hundred. I set the bar high. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, over the years, many, many, many times, have called me out for being the king of all spoilers because I do like to learn the ends of shows and movies and then back into it. Mm, I'm it, still mad at you about Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Well, and that was a know. waterfall effect because then you did it to me. <laughs> But. I didn't. I didn't know. But uh, Maddie has spoiled the Wonder Woman eighty four for everyone in the world. I saw on Christmas Day, he posted up a spoil the entire spoiler of Wonder Woman eighty four, and I was like, "What? What is he doing?" I'm not going to say what he said because you must have been drunk. <laughs> I couldn't believe you did that. I was like, I couldn't wait to watch Gal Gadot get in her little miniskirt. And and save the world, and now I don't have to because I you ruined it for me and all the kids. Look, look, a I don't have a lot of followers on Facebook, so I'm not really worried <laughs> about that. And two, th- you're you're welcome. How do you know that he wasn't just singing that Christina Aguilera song? <laughs> See, now you just did it. You just ruined it for everybody else. Good job. <laughs> no, she was talking about dirty or whatever. <laughs> Fighter. Oh, the one about the uh, the candy man, the panty drop yeah, song. I love go. that song. Ooh, and that video where it's her with red hair. Ooh. The one where she was boxing and she had those the weird she looked all greasy and dirty. Ooh, I don't like that one. No, I don't like that one. No, the, it, it it just look, I had to get it out there in in that I and I, and the funny thing is is since then I've been trying to get my kid to watch it and and she won't watch it. And I'm like, listen. Because you're doing that thing. It's like, this tastes awful. Here, try this. Yeah, but a lot of times you still try it. <laughs> and then, seriously, well, every time someone's. me do this? Yeah, every time <laughs> anyone has ever said to you, this smells awful, smell it, you generally do. You, you do. Like, I, I don't anymore. You don't? <laughs> no. Oh, I still do. Look, I'm too old for that mess. I mean, people are going to see the movie because they they got to make their own decisions, first of all. There was some, what movie was it? There was something that everybody was panning and I actually really liked. So, I mean, you got to check it out. Maybe it, maybe it's your thing. Was it Dude, Where's My Car? Because I love that one. I love that movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they found it. Did they? I don't remember that. <gasps> no, I don't remember. What? I don't think they did. Um, no, look, I, I, I was trying to be as veiled as possible. I was you not weren't. drunk. I I still was blown away as every minute passed in that movie that I'm like, so this is what they were all excited about? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to watch it because I saw the well, first one and I, I was really underwhelmed. Well, I and I, t- I told one. Maddie the same thing. I didn't think it was a, as amazing as some other superhero movies. But what I want to know is, was that thing that you sent out in your spoiler, was it Robin Williams or Will Smith? Oh, God. See, you're doing it. Stop. Just stop. Dude, what? It, what? Is there an even worse version out there? Is it like the maybe the, the sequel that they did straight to video where they used somebody who was like a, a bad voice actor kind of doing an impersonation? Like, that's the best thing I could say. It, it just... Uh, and it's funny because I've seen now a couple people like commenting every time like HBO Max posts up about it. And it's usually the same sentiment. You know, like everyone's about on the same page as me, but... 
You know, I would love to hear someone look. If you honestly watched it, and this is true, if you honestly watched it and loved it, good for you. I'm glad that you got enjoyment out of that. I'm just glad I didn't have to pay any extra. Okay. (laughs) Was it Barbara Eden? Stop. (laughs) Have you guys noticed this thing? And I don't know if you guys. um, I guess it happens on the news a lot. And to be someone who literally hates the news cycle because of bad news and I I internalize and I get depressed and you know Mm -hmm. I hate that but I watch a lot of the news and I watch the people like they have an an expert on and they ask so what do you do about this and when they ask the question they set them up let's let's just say you get a package and you want to open it safely what do you do and so the expert then goes yeah, so you're going to want to... And then the next question is, when you're wrapping your own package and you want it to stay secure, what do you do? And the expert says, mm, yeah, so you're going to want to... Every single yeah. response starts with, yeah, so, and it... Or- Sure. So yes, blah, 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 blah. yes, those things. It drives me crazy. And I was yelling at the TV, and my daughter was sitting there, and I was like, "Watch, she's going to do it again. Watch this next question." And the question goes, and then the expert goes, "Yeah." So can can I guess what you were watching and what channel and what time? <laughs> no, it wasn't because I have a certain time slot where I do a lot of yelling at the TV. <laughs> it wasn't. It was it was headline news, and I'm yelling oh, at okay. it. I'm yelling at it and I'm yelling at it and my daughter goes <laughs> you just don't understand the younger generation. Well, that's not always younger people. No, because I mean a lot of the people that I interview for the community affairs program it's it's a crutch. It's a way to think while still like letting words out. And I actually they can't do it on live TV, but I actually edit that out a lot Good <laughs> to for clean you. it up. Yeah. Good for you. But the thing is, I, I don't I don't think you're wrong. But the thing about those segments is they are pre they do a whole lot of setup on that. They know what the questions are going to be. They know oh, what yeah. their answers are going to be. So sure. the whole yes, yeah, so, and sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, that whole thing, man, that that whole crutchy thing just drives me nuts. Yeah. And Just the, uh, answer. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, they do that at the beginning, and then at the end, it's always, all right. <laughs> That's their reset at the end of everything. It's a yes, so at the beginning, and an all right at the end. And yeah. I don't know. Am so- I the only one? <laughs> Am I the only one that this drives me so crazy that I want to come out of my skin? Oh, I notice. I notice that a lot. But is it? it do we notice it so much because we're radio people? Because I notice ums and crutches like that. The yeah, so and sure, so blah 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 I thing. I mean, I notice those a lot. Well, I I would like to thank you for now the fact that every time I watch it, I'm going to be watching for it. I yeah. know that <laughs> you won't be able to unhear it. Yeah. I've already so. noticed that a little bit on saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, the big, my biggest pet peeve right now is the over dramatic talk. There's a guy on the CBS night news, <laughs> the night news. He, uh, he did some story on COVID and it was a, it was kind of a bummer story and, and I get it, but he really dug in like, and then the parents never saw their children 
again. Yeah. <laughs> like, did that, like that real, yeah. like. Are you he, narrating forensic files here? He, What's like, happening? Leaned into it yeah. hard, and they were Whoa. like, yeah. "Sad story." Some Next of that, up on the news, a kitty that plays piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of that is drama, and some of that is is time. You know, some they have a certain oh, amount of seconds yeah. to fill. They have to fill those seconds. Oh you know? well, that that was just I I thought it was fantastic because it, it, mm. he was just I mean really aggressive. All right, we talked about too much champagne and walking home, but think back, think back on New Year's Eves. Did you ever had one that was just fantastic? Like this was the best party. This is what New Year's Eve is supposed mm-hmm. to be. This was just great because my feeling on New Year's Eve has always been it's built up. You watch them on the dang Dick Clark and they're like, like, what's her face? Jenny McCarthy is talking about, this is so much fun. <laughs> you know those people are peeing on themselves because they've been standing there so oh, long. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> about Times Square looks Square looks awesome. It looks freezing no. cold. You're right. You can't lose your spot. So there's no. just bottles so, everywhere. So what's the best? And I used to have friends from Henderson who used to go to Times Square for New Year's Eve. And I was like, you oh. guys are out of your mind. So what was your best New Year's Eve ever, Charlie? I will agree with you that it seems like a whole lot of buildup. What are we going to do this year? And it always is a kind of a letdown. There's just, it's either you don't have a date or just the people aren't there at the party. It's not fun. This was a, because of that story about 13 years ago, my best friend came to me and she's like, so you know how we always have these big plans for New Year's, but it never really kind of works out. And I'm thinking she's going to say, let's go to New Orleans or do something amazing. And she says, what if you were the maid of honor in my wedding? Oh, my God. And I was like, uh, just like totally caught me off guard and wonderful ending to this story. She and her husband are now still married 13 years later, but at the time it was kind of a quick thing. And so I think my mouth hit the floor and I don't think that was the reaction she was looking for, but I was just so surprised. But yes, being in my best friend's wedding on New Year's Eve was quite fantastic. Well, how about that? It's, you know, good for them and congratulations to them, but having a wedding on, on on a big night like that is such an imposition. See, uh, we I do. I, I mean, I went to that New Year's Eve wedding, and it actually ended up being totally cool. And we all we were all friends anyway, so it was mostly all us anyway. Right. I think her only regret is that her husband is a musician, and he's always playing a show on their anniversary. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. But the wedding was fun. What about you, Beardy? What was your best New Year's Eve ever? I think I want to say even last year. Um, was one of the highlights. We went to the, uh, my wife and I went to the Avits at the oh, Coliseum. Yeah. And that was so much fun. And and the best was too, is I was extremely responsible. And so I was able to uh, safely drive. So I didn't even have to use a cab. It was fantastic but it's and you remembered it yeah it was crazy i didn't get (laughs) sleepy Uh, i didn't miss any of the show and then uh the other part of that was they did a balloon drop and they had balloons of various sizes and there was a couple that were massive massive balloons and so my wife got one 
and it was in our house until just recently, just sitting oh, wow. there. Yeah, it, she had tucked it up in the corner, and it would slowly, you know, lose a little bit here and there. And finally, the Avit balloon has had seen its time. But um, that was super fun. It, it, that neat. was a really good show, and I, I love that. Good for you. That's awesome. I can't think of a great one. Not I, at all? <laughs> nah. Not even the pants ripping story? Because I think that's pretty neat. No, that was awful. That was <laughs> it was memorable. Night. It was not happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. Because a lot of times we would end up, it's the same thing. Like, you would end up, like, I don't generally stay at the bar till midnight anyway. So no. it was always, and I've always oh. I've always said that after 11 o'clock, nothing oh. good happens. I got one. I got one. Okay. I was at this place in Raleigh that's not there anymore. It was called Mountain Jack's, which was mm-hmm. a prime rib restaurant, and it was great. And my friend was the bartender. And when they closed that place down, he gave me a pair of snowshoes that were on the wall there, and I still have them. 1,800 <laughs> snowshoes. Oh, oh wow. They're really? banging. They're so cool. They're made out of some kind of animal skin and sinew. It's it's just amazing. And, and uh I used to have them hanging up in the house, and then they fell down one time, and I thought that was a bad omen, so I put them in the garage. But I still have them. Anyway, (laughs) I was another. Go ahead. No, you. Go ahead. Another New Year's Eve that is quite memorable was when we were in high school, and we were going to leave one party and try to get to this other party by midnight, but then a different best friend was... um, had a little too much to drink, and we had to pull over on the side of the road, so she was throwing up french fries at midnight. Happy New Year! (laughs) Oh, yay! Okay, so my story was, we were at Mountain Jack's, and everybody's having a good time. This was really a fun party, actually. I'd forgotten about this. And my friend John was a bartender, and it was getting to be close to midnight, and they didn't have Dick Clark on the TV, and everybody knew it was getting to be close to midnight, and so I'm like, dude, we got to put the ball drop on. And so he handed me the remote at the bar. And so I start flipping channels until I get to a ball drop. And I stop and I go, here it is. And we start counting down and hooting and hollering. And the ball drops and we're all hugging and kissing and happy new year. And then after the dust settles, we look up and we watch the ball drop on QVC. <laughs> that was awesome. And just by watching, you got some uh, real nice pants. I got, I got some Beautiful really cubic zirconias. Awesome jewelry, yeah. I did and have then, one where I got stuck on the side of the road in New Hampshire where I was coming home from work and it was a real bad ice storm and no one could make it up this one hill. And so we all had to sit there on New Year's Eve waiting for the uh, sand truck to come. That was super <laughs> nice. And then when I got to the party, I was the sober guy uh, at the oh, party. No. Oh, yeah. Not that having any fun. Disasters. So there was another one. There was this Spanish place we used to go to in D.C. And it got to be around midnight and nobody really knew. And so I was like, all right, 10. Nine. And so we just made it up. And then we, we said, Happy New Year. And then a little while later, we did it again. <laughs> so, that was another, so there's two that were decent. So yeah. that's all right. I, I like when all the people in the room get their countdown off sync. So it's mm-hmm. like 10, 10, nine, 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 nine seven. Eight, all right, four. everybody. Shut the hell up. We're going to start over. This year can't start till you guys get it right. Ten. Wait. <laughs> Are we going on three or on ten? Wait, what? <laughs> so I, I have a, a, a really serious question. I don't know if anybody can answer it. What is it? There's these 
and I, I feel for them, but I know that some people make a choice because I've heard people be vocal about this, that they choose to be homeless. We have homeless camps near where our offices are, and we have this group. It's like a syndicate of homeless people <laughs> that hold signs at the corner, and then they live nearby in tents. And when they, even the ones that don't live there, they sit in chairs that they've gotten from the hotels that are nearby. Mm-hmm. And where they sit, and where they live in the tents, you cannot believe the tonnage of garbage, just the trash that's all around there. And you don't live anywhere. You're homeless. Yeah. So by virtue of being homeless, you can't have much stuff. So how do you produce so much garbage that I don't see how you could get out of your tent because you're so covered up in garbage? Like, uh, hopefully, I never, ever, ever have to figure this out. But I feel like I would still put trash where it belongs and yeah. like kind of keep my knapsack and tiny little pup tent neat. Yes. You know, I, I still, even if I'm homeless, I don't want to live in filth. There was one day and I, I remember, and again, like I get, a, I get a lot of flack when I talk about this and, and it's not that I'm insensitive to homelessness. It's just, it's that watching... The patterns of a certain group specifically. Yes, that's it, it. It's really like, you know, it makes you jaded to the whole, you know, somebody else's scenario. Mm-hmm. But right. like, for instance, I had to uh, run out to the office the other day and there was a wheelchair mm-hmm. and there was a guy in the wheelchair. And then later that day, oh, first of all, it's a guy that I remember seeing. He's one that works that corner, and I'd seen him not in a wheelchair. And so I was like, oh, well, I wonder, you know, what's up? But then later, another guy was in the wheelchair. And so I'm all, immediately all I think is, where did they get the wheelchair? And now they're just using that to play on people's sympathies and, and yeah. good intentions. And that drives me crazy. Maybe they only have one wheelchair and they all need it, but they take turns. They yeah. don't need it. I've no. seen these guys coming and going. Mm-hmm. And and I, I have a theory as to where they got the wheelchair, but it's awful. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're... <laughs> You told me your theory a while ago. No, I I feel like it was, and that my my first thought was they stole it from somebody. Nah, I I think it was a nice wheelchair. Somebody who had the wheelchair maybe passed away in one of the hotels, <gasps> and so the hotel threw the wheelchair away, and these these guys got it out of the trash because that's uh, where they get all their stuff. They get all well. their chairs and stuff out there it's in the well, trash it's fair game well i mean for instance there was the one there was the one woman and we talked about it on the air one time this is a while back where she was i was like oh my god there's a homeless woman out there who's pregnant oh, and then oh that's my baby yeah i know it's it's the the, the <laughs> she more doesn't count because she's hot well, yeah. She's so gorgeous. But she was pregnant, and then she wasn't pregnant and then yeah. she then was she pregnant was. And, now and wait she wasn't. wait Let's be clear for those people listening. When you say she's so gorgeous in relation to other homeless people, she's no Sofia Vergara standing out on this. No, she kind of is. She's yeah, beautiful. no, she I, is not. She's, she's actually she's a she lot prettier. Is not. She yeah, is a she seven is. across the board. Not even. Oh, just for, like a, you she's don't a homo- even know if she has. She's teeth, a homeless first ten. Of all. Yes, I, have a I saw her smile. I did see no, teeth. Just because she's. Thin and she has a cute booty and wears yoga pants does not make her smoking hot. What is wrong with you two? I am uh, just saying. I think she's she beautiful. still is. Oh, God. A, she is an across the board decent seven. 
I give up. I th- and you know, but again, was, I I don't think I can save her though. You know, I don't You're think there's anything I could do because you know, she probably oh. loves this life now. Well, she'd you, have to come live in your house. I can't have that. No. Well, or, I mean, let's be real. She might be just as happy in a tent in your backyard. I can't have that either. No, that's still... What about she'll, a tent trash down the street? She'll have, no, she'll have trash all around it. I don't want to have pick up after her. It's too late. All right. You know, well, it's, it's gone, man. Anyway, so I, wrong. I, I, you know, and that's going to be the interesting thing. But yeah, I, that we we were talking about that, about that idea of where does all this debris come from? Yeah, I, I still and it, I I noticed, too, the chairs on the hill. There's a there's a sitting of chairs up on the hill. I'm like, where are they getting cha- like, where do they get all this stuff? It's from the hotels. I keep telling you that Oh, from the trash cans. Yeah. The, over at the over at the hotels, everything they throw away at the hotels, they get it. Well, which means that they're pretty smart about where they're living right now because well, they have get to a be. lot of stuff. You have to be smart to live on the streets. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Having well, having slept on the side of the street look, once, <laughs> I've slept in a yard that or two. Does not count. You cannot relate. Don't I'm re- even. <laughs> I'm relating. I right? didn't. No. You probably left a lot of trash too. <laughs> Who left all these pant debris on this fence? <laughs> so, have we got time for anything else, or are we out of time? We're we're full. We're at the wall. All right. Well, don't forget, <laughs> stock up on Pedialyte. Cause yes. It's, New Year's Eve is coming, and we hope that it's a great New Year's Eve, and we hope that you know you like us believe that when the clock strikes midnight and it becomes twenty-one, all of the bad things go away, and the new beginning brings with it so much change and wonderful good things. And some other beginnings end. That's right. Hey, look <laughs> at that. Look at it go. <laughs> look at that. What's coming out of that end? <laughs> it's a new, new beginning. beginning. <laughs> All right. Seriously, but seriously, <laughs> seriously. Happy New Year. Pick up your trash. Yes. Careful with the champagne. And we love you. And with any luck, we'll do some more of these <laughs> in 21 next time. Bye bye. Magical New Year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 